0: So I'm, I'm, I'm running at this point on uh, three and a half hours sleep.
1: Well, this should be good.
0: I've had a single cup of coffee today. And the rest of my hydration has come via water. But I, I am excited about
1: this. You typically hydrate on coffee?
0: No, no, I don't.
1: I mean, there's water in it.
0: There, there is water in it. And I don't know, I read an article at some point, about different kinds of drinks and the way that they hydrate or don't hydrate a person. Mm. And coffee was kind of high up on the list, actually.
1: I've heard that, too.
0: Yeah. I I don't really know how or why. Apparently having something in the water somehow, I guess, like helps your body metabolize it.
1: Well, you know, I've done a lot of training where they won't let you have caffeine because they're afraid it's going to dehydrate you. And as it is a lot of these places are in the Southern United States. So that's a real concern, but they'll say you can't have coffee because I think what they're thinking is it's, it's a diuretic. So it dehydrates you supposedly, which again, I have also read things that say that's actually not the case, but those could also just be facts that I (laughs) want (laughs) to hear. Also, I think, If you can keep up with the hydration, it's my understanding the caffeine is is worth it, too, when it comes to, you know, fitness and things like that.
0: Hmm. So what's the appropriate daily dose of caffeine?
1: Two cups of coffee. I don't know what the milligrams of that is. Okay. Yeah. Two cups of black coffee.
0: Okay. And when we say a cup, do we mean like like an actual liquid measure cup, or do we mean just whatever your cup happens to be?
1: (laughs) You know the answer to that.
0: Like Two actual cups. So the average cup of coffee that people have is actually the daily serving size? Yes. Like the big mug might be a two-cupper?
1: Probably. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think the dose that I had was just one cup, though. Yeah. So I might need another one. You didn't bring your Chemex, your pour-over thing.
1: I didn't. Do we need to stop this and go out there and, and make figure out a coffee for you?
0: No, I, I, th- I, think, I think I'll be okay since we're... Uh, I actually feel okay
1: I need you to be sharp for this just okay
0: I will be sharp for this
1: <laughs> that's better I will be honed there is a mr. coffee out there I mean you don't even have to wait for the bun to heat all the way up that's true The thing is like I don't want the caffeine
0: to kick in so, so now caffeine does tend to have a delayed effect on me if I have a cup of coffee now I might not feel any more awake but it might hit me at, like, midnight.
1: Do I need to make this decision for you?
0: No, no, I'm fine. If anything, I might grab water or something before we, uh, like, really uh, get good and stuff. Executive
1: decision. I'm making coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to Deuterocanons, episode 28. I'm Justin, and with me always is Byron. Party on, Byron.
1: Party on, Justin.
0: So if you are listening to Deuterocanons uh, this fine day or night, as the case may be, when you're actually listening to it, and you're enjoying what you're listening to, please tell a friend. Like, share, subscribe, comment, but especially tell a friend Um, It's not that Byron and I are all that special, but we do like talking about the Bible and the way that understanding it and thinking about it intersect with just about everything that that we run into in life, and we get into some things like that on this particular podcast. So if that's something that you think is important, valuable, or enjoyable, uh, tell someone else. It'd be great to increase the fold so to speak right well I'm not for us though but mostly for for jesus because we think that it's really good for more people to think more about who he is agreed agreed so this is episode 28 as i mentioned and the title for tonight is what's in a name naming and being named so byron i'm gonna pull a byron what's that mean it means I've got a lot of questions for you. Yes.
1: <laughs> I have a question actually first. Okay. Are we gonna talk about Romeo and Juliet at all?
0: Oh man, I, I was this is not in my notes, but my my ad libbed first question was going to be where does the expression what's in a
1: name come from and you beat me to it? Nailed it. I was trying to think it's Montesquieu's and what were the other ones? The f- two families? <laughs> not the Montesquieu's. Wait, no. Th- that that would be
0: the Romeo and Juliet version where it's about misunderstood teenage philosophers. Oh. I guess you could have, like, Montesquieu and Rousseau.
1: Oh, okay. What were the names (laughs) in Romeo and Juliet? Capulet and Montague. Montague. I was close. Yeah. Man, you acted like I was way off in left field. Montesquieu,
0: Montague. I mean... Whatever, Justin.
1: You know what? Whatever.
0: (laughs) So who said what's in a name?
1: Uh, I believe Juliet did. Juliet did say it. Because she couldn't be with Romeo because he was a Capulet. He was a Montague. Yeah.
0: Thou art Romeo and a Montague.
1: Montague. Yep. That's Sh- right. All right. Yes. Wait, did I get that wrong? I don't remember. Doesn't no, matter. You, no, you got it right. Ro- Nailed Ro- it.
0: Romeo was a Montague and Juliet the Capulet.
1: Juliet the Capulet. Oh, okay, that's easy to remember. Yeah. It is. I shouldn't make that mistake again.
0: You shouldn't. So the okay. next time that you're on a podcast, I probably that, will, <laughs> you know, just sort of superficially references Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I expect for you to do better. Okay, but you did like at the just from the get go know that it was from Romeo and Juliet. So uh, five imaginary gold stars for you. Plus five, nailed it again. <laughs> so what's in a name? Naming tell your friends and please, please do tell all your friends. Just like that one band. What which band was that? Tell all your friends.
1: The, I have no idea. The, the, the one that... The Montesquiz? The Montesquiz,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is there not a band called like Monty and the Montesquiz or something?
1: I got to come over here and tap a wire because it's making a weird noise.
0: Okay, sure. But I'm listening. Okay, well, keep listening. We'll probably fix this in post-production. Yeah, I think you found the wire that it is. We need to be careful not to stomp around in here and like mess up. Okay. the sonic quality.
1: I stepped on you earlier. What were you saying? What's in a name?
0: What's in a name? So that really is the first question. What's in a name? As in, why is this a thing that we do? Why are they important?
1: Are they important? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, first names are, are fun also that have meanings and I couldn't tell you what the meaning of mine is but I think, like, last names are kind of cool because a lot of last names are rooted in Mostly employment, right? And you know, right. For years, I've probably heard names and not considered what they are. But it's like, okay, uh, oh, I'll say this: like, uh, I think my last name Travis is like. I think that means it's like a traveler. I think that's where that comes from. But like, really, a Cooper—that's a, Cooper, that's a bail ma- barrel 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 maker. Maker. barrel maker. A tanner, tanned hides, smiths could be any number of smiths. What's another so one? So a like
0: smith is one who makes something. Right. Silversmith, goldsmith,
1: ironsmith. Wheelsmith, swordsmith. Actually Word it's a wheel smith. It's a wheel right. Wheel right. Which yeah. maybe that's what right is if you have somebody whose last name's like W R I G H T. That's
0: exactly what it is. Yes. It's the present tense of wrought.
1: Yeah. You um, know, like
0: wrought iron, it means that it was iron that was righted, so to speak.
1: Okay. Which uh, is to say made. So what the, yeah, what's another example of something like that? Weber. What's a Weber? They make webs?
0: <laughs> Nets? Uh, when the Webers came to the United States, some of them took the name Weaver.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So one who webs, one who weaves. Hmm. Um. So I guess that's what comes to mind, I guess, first for me when it comes to what's in a name. So um, there's history. There's history, yeah. There's
0: history in a name. Mm-hmm. You've touched on this slightly already. I was going to ask, what's the story behind your name? You you took, you already said Travis somehow comes maybe from traveler. Yeah. What about what about Byron? I mean, is is there any any story there?
1: Oh, okay, like not necessarily with the because yeah, I can't remember what the meaning of my name is, but how why I became why I'm named Byron. Sure. So I'm actually named after my great grandfather. Uh, he was Byron Joe Travis. I'm giving out a lot of personal information now. Anyways, Byron Joe Travis. So
0: we could redact it later. Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, so I'm not a junior. I'm actually a second. Um, Although I I don't think it's on my birth certificate. But that's why that's my name. I'm I'm named after him. Byron Joe, not Byron Joseph. Not Byron Joseph. Yes, I realize I have three first names. What about Byron Joey? You can call me whatever you want. (laughs) Just don't call me late for supper. Oh, oh that's a Kentucky joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what about your kids? Any, any story there, or any significance that uh, you, you see in, in their names?
1: Well, you know, our, all of our kids have kind of maybe old timey names, right? Madeline, Owen, Emmett. Um, although Madeline's is, I think, was kind of trendy that year, and we spell it with a Y instead of like it's not Madeline. Um, oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I just usually think of her as Maddie.
1: Yeah. But
0: you all do spell that the way that I wouldn't spell it. Yeah. N- no offense. M A
1: D E L I N.
0: I would sp- probably spell Maddie, M A D D I E. Oh, yeah. And then Madeline, like, you know, the little yeah. French girl yeah. in the storybooks. Right.
1: Uh, I think mostly we're just trying to name them something kind of like. Uh, not trendy. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that we accomplished it with her. <laughs> the one thing we noticed with the boys, though, is uh, they both end up having presidential middle names because it's Owen Grant and Emmett, oh. Emmett Harrison. Okay, that was actually every week. So you, your
0: your kids have presidential names. Your your boys have presidential middle names.
1: Yeah, quite by accident. No, nothing intentional there. Yeah, no, I mean, I wish we had a cooler story for why their kids are named with their name. It was just, you know.
0: Well, at least at least there is a, a story there. So, w- w- what do you think is the impetus behind wanting them to have old-sounding names as opposed to quote trendy names?
1: Um, I don't know. I think trend- trendy names are just that—they're trends. So at some point, they just be kind of come weird mm-hmm. names. The other thing I'll say, th- actually, this is one rule I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things when I said it to Jessica, you could tell she's like, what? But I was like, no first, no one-syllable first names. Okay. Because if you're yelling at them from across the yard, the more syllables they hear, mm-hmm. the more likely it is they'll be able to hear you. That's a good point. I think we also kind of noticed like, okay, so Owen, Grant, Emmett, Harrison. No, okay. I, I was going to say, I don't know if there was a... Uh, because I think you can have a one-syllable middle name, like mm-hmm. like I'm a, a Byron Joe, right? But one-syllable first names, I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Well, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. So what about I, you? What about me? Which one? Why are you named Justin? Well. What's the origin of Adams? The
0: origin of Adams. So you, you talked about last names being, or sometimes expressing... Something about the profession of the originator of the of the family. Yep. The other the other side of that, I, I guess th- there are two other common last name features, at least in the in the Western Hemisphere. You have on the one hand just the the, the name of the the name of the forebear, and that's that's what Adams is. Mm-hmm. The S suffix, from what I understand, means son of. Hmm. So,
1: son of Adam. Well, I mean in, in I know in like Middle Eastern cultures, well even Jewish culture, that was that's a thing, right? Like if you have, mm-hmm. you know, uh Muhammad bin Omar or uh, sorry, uh, Abu Abu Omar, like Abu means father of. So if it's name and that's that's not your name until you have a son, right? Mm-hmm. But once you have a son, your name becomes, you know, Muhammad Muhammad Abu Omar, which would mean his first name's is Muhammad and he's the father of Omar his oldest son
0: okay that's kind of an inversion of the way that it's done in in Hebrew right because they do
1: like uh like uh, I don't like know.
0: Solomon Ben David what
1: well, but they do uh was it something like bar Jonah doesn't that mean son of Jonah like yeah.
0: Simon bar Jonah means Simon right son of Jonah so okay. you have bar and you have Ben and and I'm I'm not really sure what what the distinction is but I know that you have Ben and you have bar mm-hmm and then Bot is daughter. Yeah. So you have Bar Mitzvah and and Bot Mitzvah. Yeah. In, I guess, Irish culture you have the O's like O'Neill. Mm-hmm. So it, and it, I think it means of Neil. Okay. So it, it essentially means son of. Yeah. Neil, and then in in Scotland you have the mix. Yeah. And the max, and the mix and the max. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So you have last names that are that are given according to the name of the forebear mm-hmm. the other thing that's common is place name last names um like what's an example of that well if if you had uh, that 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 ha- like so and so like from like a certain place like, right, right yeah okay I, I i can't think of a of an example off i can't top my head. Which... i know you're
1: talking about the like their name is it's almost like it's a the name of the city they're from or Sutcliffe something. yeah
0: like the last name Sutcliffe yeah like Sutcliffe is a mm-hmm. is a place uh I'll tell you another, Dover is a place yeah okay and that could be a, a last name
1: yeah I should like try and go through some rosters in my head of names I know that you know because it's interesting to look at a roster of names I'm sure you see this too at school when you're reading through a roster you can kind of see some of the weird names and you'd be like where's that from right <laughs> Uh I know in like uh, Hispanic culture too a lot of times they'll have multiple last names maybe hyphenated uh, it's because it's almost like they're trying to, you know, pay homage to to both sides of the right, family, right? Yeah, or, father and mother, right, or to multiple generations even. Yeah, you know. So my name, so
0: that's my last name, Adams. I guess I can disclose that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I know another uh, for an origin one. So like, uh, Norwood—that's Jessica's last okay. name, which is Northwood, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you know, again, basically like. Uh, you know where where, you're, maybe from from where her ilk is that be the right word sure. <laughs> originate, yeah. perhaps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: then my first
0: name Justin. So my, my parents were really kind of focused on the the meanings mm-hmm. of the name. So Justin comes from the Latin uh, justice or iustus. Mm-hmm. Which means right or righteous. I mean, it's it's where we get just and justice and mm-hmm. and and all that. And then my my first name is Jeffrey. And I've talked about this in a sermon before. Uh, Jeffrey, have you seen the the British spelling with a G? Yeah, Geoffrey. Yeah, G E O F F R E Y. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that really helps you see the uh, the connection to the, the names etymology. You've probably also heard the the British name Godfrey. Mm hmm. So Jeffrey and Godfrey both come from the German Gottfried. hmm G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D. hmm It looks like Gottfried. Yep. But it's got Gottfried. Mm-hmm. And it lit- it's a just a compound word. Gott is God mm-hmm. and freed is freed. So freed by God. And so then the idea is that if you've been freed by God you have peace with God. So hmm. uh, so my name means God's justice and God's peace. Huh. So they just thought that that was, a, you know, a, an important I feel idea. like I
1: should Google what my name means while you're talking now. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair enough. So maybe you can Google and answer I can. another question. So I know your name. I've known your name for quite some time. But do you have any other names and how did you come by them? You don't have to tell multiples, but do you have any other name that you are known by a nickname could be a nickname or or it could be you know something else it could be a title it could be yes so something like that
1: oh so like like dad
0: yeah that actually works Mm -hmm. so that's incredibly simple and we know how you came about that right anything else
1: (laughs) yes you got me revealing things about myself i don't know if i want people to know um so I'm named after my grandfather. I told you that my great-grandfather, yeah. his nickname was Barney.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: I sort of wondered mm-hmm. where that came from. Yep. And so I th- you might have heard Jessica call me that every yes. once in a while.
0: And I got the sense that I'm not supposed to call you that.
1: Don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it wouldn't bother me that much. But I mean like all my siblings do. Okay. You know? But it's funny like my mom would call me that occasionally, but my dad never has. Like that was not his nickname for me. Mhm. Oh man, here we go. Okay, so now I'm starting to think of other ones. My dad was always a nickname person though. In fact, he always used to give my sister's friends a hard time cuz he'd call them like just weird old-timey wo- women's names just to that was just his thing. Well done. Yeah. You know, her, like her friend's names would be like Samantha and he would call them like Alice or something like that. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's like a Ron Swanson thing. That's like exactly what I was calls saying. Calls them by the wrong name. Yeah.
0: When people start getting too chummy, I call them the wrong name on purpose.
1: Yeah. But uh, he he would call me, his his nickname for me was Babu. Which Babu. Which is from some like comic strip. You know, with the, that was what the baby's name was in the okay. comic strip. Like, the dad called him that. Like, it was like, my sweet little baboo, right? Of course, once I got older, it was kind of like, can you stop calling me that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 30, I'm 38 years old, you know. Um, so there's that. I, when I was in um, high school, at one of the schools I went to, a lot of the kids called me. Uh, you ever watched? You ever watch the old Nickelodeon show, Salute Your Shorts?
0: Classic, Yeah. I could only watch it at my grandma's house because we didn't have cable.
1: Do you remember Sponge, the nerd
0: kid? No, no. I just remember that I always liked to watch it, but I can't tell you the name of any character.
1: Well, so this is when I live in South Texas, which is predominantly Hispanic kids at the school. So I was like one of like 20 white kids. So naturally I get the nickname of like, you know, typical nerdy white kid. You know? (laughs) Uh, so. I'm trying to think if I've ever had any other nicknames. But, of course, then being in the military, like, I guess this counts too, right? Like, Sergeant?
0: Yes. Are your underlings allowed
1: to call you Sarge? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I don't get too upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's funny because we don't really, so we don't say Sarge, maybe just ironically we'll say it. Okay. Like I mean I even said I'm like no nah, Sarge, we ain't doing that, you know. <laughs> just joking around, but if you hear, you know, army folks talk about rank, we don't enunciate sergeant, right? It's sarnt, right? Sarnt. Right. So if you're talking about like a an e, an E6, a staff sergeant, it's staff sarnt, right? Oh, okay. Yep, or even just uh an E5 three stripes sergeant, right? And be like, you know, Sarnt Travis. Like you, you barely even hear it, you know. Or first sergeant is first sergeant, sergeant major, sergeant major. Like, it's all. (laughs) Sometimes there's not even a T, you know? Yeah. So, so sarge, like, again, it's said mostly ironic. There's also
0: not a G, apparently. Right. Yep, no. Like, S-A-R, apostrophe N, apostrophe.
1: We're talking about an entire population that communicates in, like, brevity, you know, acronyms and such. So, what do you expect? You got to be careful with acronyms,
0: because if you throw in too many acronyms... The thing that's intended to save time Waste a whole bunch of time When you have to explain You know like FNC uh, uh, Man Squad FNC double time
1: Yeah I I mean do you, do you have one of those? What did
0: you say? Man Squad FNC double time
1: Oh is that from when Kevin was trying to abbreviate? That's from Michael
0: Michael was trying to abbreviate oh. <laughs> They're like what are you talking about Michael? Crisis management squad Front and center double time <laughs>
1: I didn't remember that one. I remember, I was thinking of the time that Kevin made up his own language to cut. Yeah. Yeah. No, we definitely have that though, where there's a, you know, I'll give you an example. GPC is one right now. Great powers competition. Okay. But it can also stand for government purchase card. So (laughs) you really need to make sure we understand what you're talking about. You know, or gubernatorial public conference. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> POV pri- privately o- private only private o- privately owned vehicle or point of view yeah it's another one or possibly overhead vendor sure exactly <laughs> anywho it is its own language yeah okay so th-
0: that that might be a little bit around the bush, but there is something that I think that all of those
1: questions have in common. you're not going to say any of your nicknames it's extremely one-sided. What about Justy? Yeah.
0: I'm I'm trying to think where that came from. It's it's awful that I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think that it was one of Misty's friends who called me that just because, you know, Misty, so they wanted something to kind of go with that. Yeah. So Did I just out you? Y- you you did a little bit. <laughs> so the people who were allowed to call me that are uh Sophie, the the friend who who made it up. Mm-hmm. I think it was her. It might have been her sister. I don't know. And Misty's allowed to call me that, and Ellie's allowed to call me that. Okay. And. And that's it. Ellie's grandma. Oh, okay. That that's that's the extent of it. <laughs> my family doesn't say that. Yeah. I mean, my my parents' siblings. Well, that. since we're
1: revealing things about people, <clears throat> Jessica hates nicknames. She also hates like when she said when we named Madeline Mad Madeline. I was like, so oh. we. C-
0: so should I call her Jessie T?
1: <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Her her stepdad used to call her Jessie James just to get her mad because she hated it. <laughs> but when we named our daughter Madeline, I'm like, oh, no, call her Maddie. She's like, no, why do you have to do that? I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> I, I, she does call her that, right? She calls her Maddie. She, she's accepted yeah, it. Yeah, she does.
0: Which means that eventually she will accept Jessie T. <laughs> she might. What about Jazzy Jesse T?
1: (laughs) Please, please do it. (laughs) I am not the one that's going to be like, oh, don't do that. You'll make her mad. (laughs) I'll just sit back and laugh and laugh. Man, if she, I don't have to worry about her listening to this. So, you know. (laughs) Oh.
0: You know, I was thinking that, but I I didn't say it.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll go home and tell her, absolutely don't listen to tonight's episode. So there's
0: something that all, all of these kind of ramblings and questions about names have in common and that's just like what a name is Mm -hmm. so that's my next question what does name mean
1: what does name mean yeah Hmm. I don't know I mean I guess if I had to define it it's like the label given to a person to distinguish them from other persons
0: Right, and more than just persons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so y- you're you're exactly right. Some some things that I jotted down in the looking up that I was doing: uh, definition, description, reputation, character, connotation, mission, mm-hmm. calling. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Man, maybe we should have thought harder about what we named our kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I've sort of bit off more than more than I can chew with this particular topic. And I know I've said it before, but this is something that I feel like I'm going to want to revisit Mm -hmm. because I don't know if like we're not going to cover even a fraction of the material that's in the scriptures about this. And there are so I guess this is going to end up just being a little bit of a of an overview. But the the word name, I I looked up the etymology of it and it's one of those (coughs) words that has come down to us in English, barely changed from ancient times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it came came down through like Old English and German. Like in German, it's uh, Namen.
1: I just say is it nomen? Yeah, yeah. Nomen,
0: Namen? Yeah, N A M E N. Okay. Namen. And then in uh, in in Latin, I think it's Nomen. Nomen, right? N O M E N. In Greek, it's Mm-hmm. But it's it's essentially the same, yeah. and even in like old old Sanskrit, it's like noma or nama something like that. So mm-hmm. it's thought that it comes from a proto Indo European root, which I think I've mentioned this before. But because there are so many similarities in the ancient Indian languages and the ancient European languages, mm-hmm. it's it's been deduced that there was likely a, a parent language. Mm-hmm that they refer to as Proto-Indo-European, mm-hmm. where those similar roots come from. For example, uh, we ha- we have, like, father and brother in English, and in, um, I don't know if it's Hindi or Sanskrit or, you know, a language from over there, they have bratar and, and fratar. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it's so similar, even mm-hmm. though the the geography is so, you know, disconnected. Yeah. That there's there's got to be this this underlying root language that's accounting for those similarities. Mm-hmm. So that that's really interesting that it's that it's come down so little changed. And I would imagine that if it's so little changed, you know, maybe it indicates the the significance of the word if it's you know passed down. So, you know, in, really in, intact. It's endured. Yeah. 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 It's sort of a I don't know. You know, when they found like the coelacanth? fish like that f- fossil fish essentially a fish that they thought was had been extinct for like millions and millions of years it was in the fossil record and they actually found one off the coast of madagascar and it turns out like the, these dudes are still rocking I, I hadn't heard about that okay the coelacanth it starts with a c i don't think c o e l is this one of those like bottom C-A-N-T-H. dwellers
1: like lives at the bottom of the marianas trench or something
0: not, no, not, not to that extent, but it is kind of a, a weird, really ancient looking fish. Uh-huh. And so it feels like the word name is kind of like that. It's like this ancient thing that is, is still with us, little, yeah. little change. Right. So since it is such an ancient word, it, it should be no surprise that it's in the scriptures. And what I didn't know, anytime I do a word study, I'm amazed at how little I really previously knew about the word in the scriptures, yeah. Because I know that the idea of names and naming is important, but I didn't realize that, like, just in the New Testament alone, the word "name" is used like three hundred times, mm-hmm. and in the Old Testament, I, fr- I forget how many it is, but it's like eight or nine hundred. Mm-hmm. So we're we're talking like lots and lots and lots. And now it's it's not always used in exactly the same way, right? And it's not always used, sometimes it's used historically, like so-and-so named so-and-so, you know, a name. Mm-hmm. Like, the father named the son. But then, like, we have the idea of of naming that that comes up over and over and over again. So, I want to go, of course, to my favorite place to go when trying to figure out the roots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Genesis 1. Yeah. And we probably don't even need to turn there because we've read it so many times that we can probably just quote it. Oof. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was uh, formless and void, and... Uh,
1: the darkness hovered over the deep? Darkness?
0: Ho- no, no, no. Darkness was over the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Yeah. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God called... The light day. The light day. Okay, mm-hmm. right there. So there's that other word that's often used in the same sentence as, as the word name, mm-hmm. and that's the word call. Called. Yeah. Because mm. that, that's that's the that's that's the, the the same thing. And of course call can mean a few different things. Yeah. But God called the light day. Mm-hmm. Like he, he actually he named it. Yeah. So what's what could Potentially, be the significance of that.
1: We, man, okay, here we go. Because you think about that, right? Like something is, like you can, you can, I guess you could say, like we are going to name this child this, or you just start calling Mm -hmm. them that, right? I mean, that's kind of how nicknames have. It's always been a joke where I work, where it's like, don't try and pick your own nickname, like. (laughs) We're we're gonna do that. Okay,
0: that's actually the whole point of this whole conversation is what you just said. Yeah. Could you say it again?
1: Don't try and pick your own nickname. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So w- what we saw in the in the questions that we've talked about so far, all of the stuff about names is that names are given. Hmm. Like we give names and we are given names. Yeah. You know, uh, both. Happen, and so in in trying to get back to the roots and scriptures of this whole concept of naming, yeah, God's doing it in the first couple of verses of hmm. Genesis one. Yeah, it's like as soon as He creates, yeah, He also names.
1: Yeah, man, that's interesting.
0: So what what's going on with that? Like, ha, what 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 is that? So I I think that that's so important because. I really think that the things in the scriptures happened mm-hmm. as they are expressed. Now I don't think that it gives every single detail to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's a charge laid sometimes at the feet of, of those who take the Bible quote literally, mm-hmm. which like I do, I do take it literally, but I also at the same time take it symbolically. Mm-hmm. So I really do believe that there was a certain point Long, long ago, when God really did, when, when the situation was such as mm-hmm. the the way that it's described in Genesis one, one right. and two, and that God really did at a certain point say, "Let there be light," so I think that all of that actually happened. But I also think that it's symbolic at the same time.
1: Well, and I mean, I guess back to what I was saying before. Like, maybe I should have thought hard about what I named my kids. Um, I w- I would have to think that in God choosing to call something a th- whatever he decides to call it, like it, it does do all those things. Like it, it, it's labeling that thing and differentiating it from others, but it's also maybe speaking purpose into that thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. So some, something else that it does is it distinguishes, mm-hmm. which that's exactly what God was doing with that because God called the light day and yeah. in the darkness he called night he was establishing distinction yeah and to once you make a distinction you have to have a name for that distinction to help the distinction hold right so apparently god god wanted us to be able to distinguish between one thing and another yeah he wanted us to recognize that when the sun was up was a certain thing Mm -hmm. and when the sun was down was this other thing yeah he wanted us to know the light he wanted us to know the the darkness Mm -hmm. and the thing about names is that it shapes our attention yeah because we can't pay attention to everything because like we're we're not god god can attend to the fullness of the cosmos Totally. Mm-hmm. Always. We can't. Right. And so what what language does is it gives us this value structure mm-hmm. that well, like where we have the these names and the fact that we have these these names to accompany these sensory experiences we know what to pay attention to. Mm hmm. Yeah. God called the light day and he called the darkness night so make distinctions Mm -hmm. okay now now we do need to actually open the Bible open the Bible but we can probably mostly paraphrase here because it's it's so familiar
1: Um, can you just think off the top of your head where are we talking about when we change Abram to Abraham
0: no, 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 we're, we're not even going to get... We're, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. But you're right. It's, you're right. That That's a place where we're going. I just
1: noticed you're still in Genesis, so I'm yeah, just trying to yeah, guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know I'm still in Genesis. <laughs> I mean, I could sort of hang out in Genesis for a long time. Yeah. So we we, we have, uh, as we continue the, the creation account, uh, we have, uh, like in verses 7 and 8, God made an expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so God called the expanse sky. Mm-hmm. So again, once you have a name, you have something that you can pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Here's an example. Like this is kind of silly. But you know how once you either look at a, a certain car or buy a certain car, you start noticing it? Mm-hmm. Th- when other people have it, like you see it on the road more. Yeah. It's because it's defined for you. Right. So, so your your eye catches it. Mm -hmm. You can't pay attention to every single car that you encounter on the road, Mm -hmm. but you know, kind of once you have that, in a sense, naming experience or defining experience of calling a car yours or considering calling a particular car yours, it it attunes your your senses, Mm -hmm. and you you know you you see it, you attend to it. You're like, oh, well, there it is. Yeah. So anyway just more about the way that that language informs what we attend to. Well, I'll
1: tell you something, Elson. I don't know if this was listed, but like labeling things simplifies things as well, right? So let's see if I can do this, right? Let me give an example. Um, Most people are probably familiar with the position of attention, like when Mm -hmm. soldiers go to attention, right? So I was a drill sergeant. I think I've mentioned that before. And a big part of drill sergeant school is rattling off, they call them these modules, they're for drill and ceremony. And what it is is it's basically uh, it's how you would how or, or, or a way I guess I'll say a lot of times people just we don't necessarily use it with soldiers but they, they you still use it as a guide to make sure you're you're covering all the bases right <clears throat> and so a module goes something like this first and second squad fall out U formation fall in relax next position uh, next position which I'll name explain have demonstrated in which you will conduct practical work on as a position of attention position of attention is a key position for all stationary facing marching movements commands position are fallen and attention. Fallen is a combined command. Attention to 2 park command preceded by a preparatory command, such as squad, platoon, or demonstrator. I will use demonstrators, my preparatory command and attention as my command of execution. When given these commands are as follows. Fallen, demonstrator, attention, demonstrator, post. On the command of execution attention, or on the command of fallen, the command of execution, attention of demonstrator, attention, bring your heels together sharply online with the toes pointing out equally, resting the way of the body on the heels and balls of both feet. And, it, and so basically this whole thing goes up the body explaining what attention looks like. And then from then Holy on... Holy cow. And then from then on, all I have to say is attention, and you know exactly what that means, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, it's the same thing. It's like, if we just call it Sky, then I don't have to say, look, Mom, there's a bird up in the vault that separates the water under the vault or above it, or whatever. Wow. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. So in a way, that's also its name, yeah. but we have this, this shorthand That I guess helps both our attention and our expression
1: of it. Like we've distilled the definition that down to a word, right? Yeah. Like I can say, I could say, Hey, do you mind if Justin comes over later? I don't have to say, Hey, do you mind if that guy from church with the glasses who usually preaches on Sunday morning comes over later? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. If we just give you, if we just call you something, Mm -hmm. it makes life a lot easier
0: right because in a way like you are everything that you have ever done mm-hmm. and every place you have ever been right. and every person that like every connection that you you've ever had mm-hmm. but i can't attend to all of that mm-hmm. it's it's not possible you can't even attend right to all that mm-hmm. and so we we we've got this 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 shorthand byron right man yeah there's there's really something to that but what we're going to get to is it back to your thesis statement that you 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 gave for us like don't make up your own nickname yeah okay so so far we have god naming when does that shift and you don't have to find a verse just can can you remember in the in the narrative when he
1: when he hands over naming, naming to adam of the animals right yeah
0: so i think that that really happened mm-hmm. i really do think that there was this you know dude named adam who happened to be the first human who lived. But I also think that God handing over the naming of animals to him mm-hmm. is is also symbolic. Like, there's there's meaning there.
1: Like, like some of the, I'm not going to say that there isn't, again, this is a, a Joel Salatin thing, right? The stewardship, primarily, I mean, I think, there, uh-huh. I think there is some dominion, but at the end of the day, it's almost like God saying, like, cool, these are going to be your problems, so why don't you name them? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Naming in, involves relationship. Mm-hmm. So God God names the various aspects of creation because they they belong to him mm-hmm. and so he he gives Adam some authority in that yeah. to participate in that indicating that Adam also has some authority. Some level of authority, yeah, over over the creation as well, especially the animals, and it, it makes sense that you know it's not Adam calling it sky. Mm-hmm. Think about the think about how much authority Adam has over a squirrel as opposed to a cloud, yeah, or the sun or light.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Adam is naming the things that he has authority over, mm-hmm. which isn't everything.
1: Yeah. It, it, okay, so and it's almost I'm trying to think about like if this makes sense. Like if if you are naming things, uh, but I mean I guess when it comes to nicknames, like your peers can name you, right?
0: Right. So there, it, there, it's not exactly authority, but there is relationship.
1: Right. Yeah. So that word itself too is interesting. I've thought about doing a lesson on that. The idea of authority, mm-hmm. or to like authorize something, right? And author. Right. I mean well that's what that's what it's saying, right? Like you I'm giving you this power as though you are the author, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And and that's that's interesting. I you know, I would like to see what the etymology of author is, but when we when we distill authorize and authority down to author, we think you know, writer, mm-hmm. storyteller. And and this is something that I've been thinking about lately, like um imparting narrative. Mhm which can be positive or negative you know when when authority goes wrong you have an improper narrative being imposed on someone it ought not be imposed on Mm -hmm. like that that's that's what what tyranny is for example with with hitler just you know a really easy tyrant to pick on a little bit yeah he was imposing upon the world a narrative in which the world, like the, the narrative of the world being a place in which no Jews existed, mm-hmm. and so in order to enact that narrative, to 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 manifest that narrative, you know, he he had to order people to do some really terrible things. Yeah, it was it wasn't a good story mm-hmm. that he was trying to bring into the world. Yeah, Adam, on the other hand, he is like, authoring. Mm-hmm. And I would I would imagine that that in in his naming, you know, there's there there is that sense of role and and place mm-hmm. and uh, job. Perhaps we see that in the the next item of Adam's naming after we get his naming of the animals. You know, he, God sort of shows him that you know there's no suitable helper mm-hmm. for him, and so God puts him in the deep sleep takes uh, a bone out of his side, forms Eve, seals up the flesh, and then presents her to Adam, and he says, at at last, now, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And he called her woman, but he he also called her Eve, which Mm -hmm. means mother of all the living. Hmm. So think about that in terms of, like, name... Being, definition, and like mission. Yeah, it's like well, that's that's her, that's her role. Yeah, like that's that that's who she is. Like it's it's her meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not not just meaning in the sense of like well, a chair is a thing that you sit on that has four legs. I mean, yeah, that's that's the definition of the chair. But like like meaning in the sense of, I, I guess like with a chair, you have you have the purpose. You know, you you sit. On it, and the the other aspects of it are are just making that higher purpose happen. Mm-hmm. So, notice that when he names Eve, it's not like an anatomical description, mm-hmm. but it's it's purpose, yeah, calling right. Um, but there's authority there too in virtu- by virtue of his naming. Mm-hmm. You know, Eve didn't name herself. Yeah. There's also no sense that Adam named himself. Yeah, like the name comes from the the authority in these cases, which is is not is not a, a bad thing. It's if there's a if there's a relationship where you know he's saying, well, you know, you're going to be mother of all the living. Well, clearly he's going to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting how like the like in the midst of that we have. This situation that's that's throwing off, I, I guess you could say the the uh, the harmony or, or, or like like the, the the peace of that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, with 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 Satan coming in, you know, really being this usurper because you know Adam, you know, was supposed to be the authority there, mm-hmm. and so Eve goes. I mean, uh, the serpent goes for the one who's under the authority. Yeah to try to assert himself as the authority. Right. You know, Satan is the original revolutionary.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, You
0: know, you you don't go to the leader. You go and like subvert
1: from below. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if this applies. It's funny. Like, and that, that continues till today. I mean, I, I I started talking to a guy today. We're talking about some of the COVID stuff that's going on. And, and, and he was talking about how, you know, I've had, he's like, we, they, they they had just moved here from California and he was saying how like when they were there, they would take their daughter out in public and he's like, you know, you'd always see people who you could tell who, who just didn't care and they're happy to see kids. But then you'd see people who, who you knew wanted to say something. And I was like, yeah, I don't understand like how people have the nerd to confront strangers on things like that. And he's like, and he was, he made the point to say, he's like, and they never do it when I'm around. They do it when she's all by herself, you know? Hmm. And it, it's one of those things where I guess what I'm saying is, no matter how equal we, no matter how equal we we make things or claim things are, they're still Satan's still out there going for, like you know, the more vulnerable. I guess, you know,
0: that's exactly what the scriptures say. He prowls around like a like a lion mm-hmm. seeking to devour prey. Yeah. Lions try to go for the path of least resistance. They they, they want to pick off the sick ones. Yeah. So that's the M.O. Yeah. Okay, so some more about names. So we we've sort of looked at, you know, right at the beginning, the the significance of naming. Right. And how it indicates uh, the the authority of the namer, and the relationship between the namer and the named. But we know that it also, the situation also went, went south mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. And yet, the creator was not finished. And so, as we, as we go throughout the scriptures from this point on, we're going to find that many times, God's interaction interactions with particular people ends up involving a change of name. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not the person, that, like the significant person in the story, de- declaring himself or herself by a different name. It's it's God making that determination. Yeah. So, Abram. Yep. What what was going on there?
1: Abram becomes Abraham. mm Hmm. But when I don't remember when that was, I can tell you when Paul became Saul became Paul. Uh huh. I can't remember when Abram became Abram. Abraham. Okay,
0: do you remember what Abram means? I don't. Exalted father. Oh. And Abraham is father of, of the many.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So what might be the purpose in God changing his name from just exalted father to father of many?
1: Change of purpose? Change of mission?
0: Okay, and how how did that manifest? Or how, what was God's promise that went along with that?
1: Right, so he would be a father of many nations. Um, and of course we see we know again we know that that's both uh, I mean he he ends up being the father of at least well yeah many nations but two primarily right because it's descendants of Ishmael and descendants of Isaac mm-hmm. so can you think of any other
0: name changes in the Old Testament
1: Uh, so uh, Jacob being named Israel okay what what did Jacob mean Uh, I don't remember, but I know Israel means like wrestles with God. Yes. Yeah.
0: Because you've, you've watched some, uh, some good old JP. I have.
1: (laughs) Well, and the Bible says that. Well, yes, the Bible says that. Like after he wrestles with God and God touches on the hip and breaks his hip and then he renames him. Yeah. What's Jacob
0: mean? Jacob means he grasps the heel. Oh, that's right. Yep. Leg puller. Yeah. Deceiver.
1: Hmm. So
0: it's also what James means. Oh, really? Yeah. James comes from, from Jacob.
1: I didn't know that. Or yeah, James is, I don't know, like the, the, the Greek or, or Latin version. You know, isn't it interesting too though, how names can take on meaning that maybe they didn't have originally. I mean, I'm assuming, right. Cause you think about that, like, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess people do do it, but if you named your daughter Delilah, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if I call you Benedict Arnold, I'm not giving paying you a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this is a really
0: horrible example of that, and I'm not actually going to say the name because I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I guess call out the guilty, like the actually like certified mm-hmm. serving time. Guilty, but there was a, a student at a school that I taught at who had a biblical name and it was a biblical villain mm-hmm. a prominent biblical villain, a prominent biblical murderer oh really and that's what this kid's name was and hmm. and I always thought, oh man why why would his parents name him that yeah like that's that's so bad did, did they not either they 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 knew and it's bad or they didn't know and it's bad and he was a bad kid yeah, so he's murdered somebody now. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm not saying that he was fated or destined to do it. You know, you might just say it's a it's a coincidence. Right. But, but you could also perhaps see how the type of environment that would either ignorantly or intentionally name a kid that might be the same sort of environment that would... Like, I think he still would have done the same thing with a different name. Yeah. But, but that name was the product of, of that home life or lack thereof yeah and and yeah, like he was hired by somebody like he, he was essentially like a, a hitman a hitman hmm he only hit once yeah but but he hit hard yeah killed a guy
1: well i mean i guess can continue with that too like jezebel mm-hmm. judas
0: jezebel by the way is is uh i i guess this publication is still around but it's a like a prominent socio political journal let's yeah. say
1: doesn't doesn't then isn't the meaning of that name now like gets eaten by dogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> one whose oh, body you is know i just dogs. looked
1: at what jezebel meant
0: it's something about it's something about god oh man yeah because like the l at the end mm-hmm. oh, I, I i don't remember I was just looking at biblical name definitions just within the last few days, but that one that one escapes me. Okay. So we've got Abram to Abraham. We have Jacob, the deceiver, to he wrestles with God. Which you know that's that's really interesting too. You know, we could do a whole study on that because mm-hmm. you know he literally came out. You know, he Jacob and Esau were twins. Yep. He literally came out second, grasping the heel of his brother, mm-hmm. and that was. I guess it, it must have been a pun, and and it must be connected to like you know well yeah you know you're pulling my leg. Oh yeah. Um. You know for for him to be for him to be named that. Yeah. But then when he wrestled with God. Mm-hmm. And he was touched on on the hip. Mhm. You know that's that's connected. Like he started off kind of wrestling his brother in a sense. Mm. You know, de- deceiver wrestling his brother and and we know that he ended up essentially wrestling his brother for the birthright. Yeah. You know, wrestling so to speak. Mm-hmm. He wrestled it away. Yeah. From from his his brother. But so, then he he wrestled with God and then he he said I won't let go <clears throat> until you until you bless me. Yeah. There there's a there, there's a whole lot more there. I I don't know if I can really articulate it all, but but let's just say that the Again, I really think that those things happened. I think that they are historical occurrences, but I also think that they're profoundly symbolic.
1: So uh, we're we're you know continuing our, our study downstairs of like famous Bible stories. We're mm-hmm. doing Noah right now, and uh, <clears throat> I ended up doing a, like kind of like a sidebar thing because uh, you know you'll see throughout Genesis this this idea of here's the account. Mm-hmm. And so it talks about there the there are ten accounts in in Genesis okay and the so the book is divided up in these ten accounts huh. and and, it, and uh, I mean I have it all on the board downstairs but <clears throat> anyway look at the board I was reading the intro of Genesis where it talks about you know kind of some of the literary uh, patterns in Genesis and there's mm-hmm. like numbers and this idea of accounts but then one of the things it talks about is uh, one of the things that God highlight or one of the things that's highlighted is how God uh, doesn't conform to the pattern of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Like how, I mean, how often do we see the young being chosen over at the oldest? Right. And so Jacob and Esau being an example, here's where I'm going with that. Uh, I, I was listening to Ben Shapiro one day and he, for a while he was doing this thing where he would do a little Bible on like Thursday and, or maybe it was Wednesday. And he was, so to hear the kind of like maybe a Jewish version of the Jacob and Esau account, part of what he was saying is like, it was almost like, do we really think that, uh, Isaac didn't know that it was Jacob. Like, do we really think that? And I mean, so,
0: that's what the text seems to indicate, right? Because Jacob disguised his voice and he put like, you know, stuff on his arms and.
1: Well, I guess what he was saying, and again, this might come from like Talmudic teaching or something like mm-hmm. that, but the idea being that, like, um, man, I, he and he's got goes into more detail than I can go into right now. But just this idea of, we like, we sit here and think like. Jacob tricked Isaac into giving him Esau's birthright, but we see where uh, Esau seemed perfectly willing to give it up for a bowl of soup earlier. Sure, you know? and so maybe this this is like an example of where again things happening outside of man's plan according to God's plan, because like you know God knew that this was the person that would would go on to 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 help. Uh, I guess continue to create this great nation that would you know then go on to be where his uh you know the messiah would come from anyways I thought that was interesting Hmm. I don't know how that applies to the name thing sorry
0: well it is a person whose name was changed right and we he wrestled with people and then he (laughs) wrestled with god
1: well and again it's like and so what does that tell us about him like he he wanted it you know
0: yeah and so there's a, I guess you could say there's a, there's a shallow or there's a temp, temporal, temporary, less important way of wanting. Mm-hmm. And that, that could, how, how do you say it? Um, it could end up growing into, something that is actually more significant mm-hmm. and and maybe that that's what it's an example of yeah like w- w- we see how it worked out with his family and maybe it wasn't the greatest but when you when you when you grab on to the Lord so to speak mm-hmm. well you really will get blessed
1: yeah hmm
0: set your hope on things eternal
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, your treasure should be in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Mm-hmm. clearly, a birthright you might think that a birthright is secure because if you're born first, you have the birthright, yeah, that story does show that the birthright is not necessarily secure, yeah, if it can actually go in in whatever way you know whether it's through the deception of the father or the deception of the son or the deception of the mother. <clears throat> or some combination of all of those things that so that that can't be something to ultimately base one's identity on mm-hmm. but there there's another um there are other blessings that that can be more solidly ascertained mm-hmm. and therefore you know i guess striven for striven toward right yeah here's one Joshua. Mm. His name was changed. Was it? Yeah.
1: Okay, go it on. It was.
0: Initially, it was Hosea or Hosea. Okay. And then it was changed to Yeshua or Joshua.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't recall that. Yes, yeah, so it, it was. It
0: was in the process of, um, I don't know, being being selected. As kind of Moses's right hand guy, mm-hmm. and God was sort of showing him that, or showing Moses that that Joshua would be, you know, significant and and take his take his place eventually.
1: Right. Are we staying? In, are we staying in the old or in Genesis with this? Uh, no, no, not necessarily. Because I mean, I know obviously the like the New Testament obvious one is Paul being Saul or Saul being Paul. But uh, man, and I don't know if this kind of fits with your theme. But what about like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego?
0: Exactly. That was another one that I was thinking of. Yeah.
1: So that one is is a, is a
0: bit negative. Right. So we have this this renaming for nefarious mm-hmm. intent. Yeah. You might even say brainwashing. Yeah. Trying trying to erase their cultural identity. Yeah. So, Daniel becomes Belteshazzar, and then you have like Hananiah, Mishael, and who was the other one? Belteshazzar, isn't that? Da- Dan- that Daniel, Daniel became Belteshazzar, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was like Hananiah, Mishael, and w- one other one. I mean, it's in Daniel chapter one. Yeah. Like, I-, I read that at church a week or two ago. Ezekiel, Daniel.
1: I keep... Going back, to,
0: yeah, I'm I'm there, but I'm looking at it. Azariah
1: yep. is the other one. Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. It, you know, it's funny. I've, I've had experiences that with four again going to different countries, and and you'll see this where a guy has a, a tough name, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, man, you can just call me this." It's like, "No, no, tell me what your name is. Like, mm-hmm. I can handle it." Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, which you know. It's almost like I don't know. Like I'll joke about this sometimes, and I have a name that people tend to mess up, and so I don't. I don't get too bent out of shape about mm-hmm. it. My wife does, on the other hand. But I'll even joke about it with some people sometimes, where it's like, especially when you got a guy, it's like, man, you should know my name by now, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, especially having three first names, I get this a lot with people. Say, Is it Byron? Is it Travis? I'm like, come on, man, you know my name yet? It's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just but you.
0: Something. You have a name tag, don't you?
1: Y- yeah, and sometimes. Typically- well, it. okay, but it's like I'm Good like point, you know, like or, or even like if somebody else is like, what's his name again? I'm like, you don't know his name? Ugh. It's only the most basic form of disrespect, you know. <laughs> 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 but but I mean, at, at the same time, like that's that's what we're seeing here, though. They were like, "What's your name, Hananiah?" Yeah, that's too hard. We're gonna call you Shadrach, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well,
0: th- those names had to do with. So so many times in the Old Testament, the names that people are given have letters from the name of God in them, mm-hmm. like Isaiah or any like any of the A's. Mm-hmm. You know, I A H at the Messiah. end. Messiah. Oh no no not, not not Messiah. Like actual proper names. Yeah. And that's uh, Messiah means you know the the Lord's uh, well, the Lord's anointed. So maybe the the I A H at the end is. Letters from the name of God. But so in he which we're actually going to be going to the to the name of God, so we've got to think about Exodus some here in a second. But Isaiah, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. uh so the the name of God is four letters in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Like basically Y W V H or Y H V H or Y H W H. And that's where we get Yahweh. Jehovah. Yahweh right. uh, it's just a transliteration mm-hmm. of the Hebrew letters but the I-A-H anytime you read it in Hebrew it's the first two letters of the name of God which is basically Y-H mm-hmm. um, wh- 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 where was I going with that? oh so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Belteshazzar those those are names that are connected to Babylonian deities mm-hmm. so it's it's taking names I mean so like Azariah, it's got the ayah at the end, so mm-hmm. I think Azariah, I think Azariah means servant of the Lord. Hmm.
1: Hananiah, that's another one. Right,
0: so I forget what Hana means. Hmm. Um,
1: Obadiah also in here, you know.
0: Right, oh, o- Obadiah.
1: Zephaniah. Uh,
0: <clears throat> yeah, we have a lot of ayahs, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of names that end in "l," and "l" is God. Mm-hmm. Aya uh, refers to the, the yH in, in God's in God's name. Hmm. yeah, so if you look at the just the names in the Old Testament, they, they say things about God, right like God is gracious or uh, Jeho- Jehoshaphat, the, the JE at the front mm-hmm. is or that's the first two letters of, of the name of God as well. and I think that that means that the Lord is a righteous judge. Jehoshaphat, okay, or you have Josiah, yeah, which I, I don't remember what what that one means, but it's it's something about God. So again, you have you have names that indicate the Lord as being the authority mm-hmm. over the person, and so the name itself making some declaration about the character nature of of God. But then when you get these these captives, I mean, think about it. They they neuter these guys, mm-hmm. and they give them. Names derived from their gods, huh. so it's it, you see how that's a changing of mission. Yeah, so in any time that there's a renaming or a new naming, there's a, a change in mission. So that that's why Paul's name, was like Saul became Paul, because there's a, a new a new mission. Yeah, that's why you know the Catholic Church, you know, th- there's like when when they're when kids are christened or whatever, there, there's an, another name yeah. given because with, with name comes mission.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And you know, we're even, we're seeing that with some sports teams as well. Mm. When you change the name, you change, you know, the, the, the definition, the mission, the, the, the declaration.
1: Yeah. You right. know, it,
0: it says something about, about values. And I mean, it it might even say something about who your God or gods are. Right. Not to, not to go too deeply into that or, you know, right. Anything of that nature. But I, I think where we will, uh, end for tonight is one name that we've only alluded to. What does God say? His name is. I am. I am who I am or I, I will be what I will be. Yeah. Yeah. The only one who gets to name himself is the creator. Yeah. Because there's no, no one higher. Yeah. There's no one higher, uh, who could do the naming for him. Right. And so like, I, I am who I am. Like I, I say like I am who I say I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, and obviously, well, not obviously, but I mean, we talked a little bit before the show, so obviously I know some things that maybe the people listening at home don't. Yeah. But like, I think of people I know who have changed, like, they want to change their name, right? Or even like somebody, again, who wants to be called by something. Like, yeah, hey, you're call, your call, name's dave but everybody calls me you know just call me debo it's like i'm not gonna call you that <laughs> <But> <laughs> or uh,
0: like in the office where andy has to go to anger management and he comes back and he wants everybody to call him drew Drew, yeah and and jim won't do it
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah <laughs> he's like and that's your choice and i can't control what you do i can only control what i do <laughs> anyway he says grimacing right yeah but like you know i've known people that or, or even uh Found out like somebody's name isn't actually what they've been telling your, you their name is all along. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've had experience like that, and it just feel like I don't know. It just like it feels wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's almost like in that in, in that situation, it's like that person's not real, right? Now it's like mm. that, like it feels like you're, that person's not even a real person now. Like this person that I, like you said, like that, like because your name is kind of the sum of who you are and your experiences and all these things that, that you know, like it's distilled down to that because we can't otherwise express it and all this time I thought that this was your name and I've associated all these things I've done with that name and now you're telling me that that's not your name, you know? Or on the other hand, people I know who who want to, like, change their name and it's like, yeah, but, like, that's effectively saying, like, this person that I've known is dead now. Like, I that just feels wrong, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying that there that there's never... I'm not saying that it's always and everywhere wrong for a person to change a name,
1: especially if their parents chose like just a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, especially,
0: <laughs> especially that. I, I'm 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 talking generally, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about patterns and patterns that that go back thousands and thousands of years, mm-hmm. and a pattern doesn't. Doesn't hold 100% in every single situation in exactly the same way. Yeah. If somebody asked me advice about him or her changing a name, you know, like I would, I I don't, well, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe nobody would ask me advice and maybe they, maybe they shouldn't ask me advice about that, but like I would ask about underlying motivation. Yeah. It Like, is this for, okay, before I say this, maybe, I, like, I, I need to mention a couple of psalms. If you knew how many times it said the word name in the book of Psalms, I mean, it's almost every, maybe every other psalm, it, it mentions it more than once. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Psalm 23. Yeah. For your namesake. Yep. And that's a whole other part of this conversation that... <clears throat> This is why I said that we, we have to, to kind of come back to this because we've just talked about just really briefly about one aspect of naming. But then there's the whole aspect of, of being included in a name. Mm-hmm. Like when it says for your namesake. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea that, that we can come under the, the purview of the name of God like that's that's fascinating. I mean, the Lord is my shepherd, so that mean if the Lord is my shepherd, it means he calls me his sheep. Mhm. And not just me, but you know, everyone else who happens to be his his sheep. You know that the relationship that that that, that indicates. Yeah. And so so then I can say, you know, for for your names sake. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. In other words, like, it's saying, like, I'm not my own.
1: So I don't know if this, this I think this applies to what you're saying, but I, I think about the idea of, like, you know, in our culture, a last name. We, we talked about that, right? Like, yeah. your, your family name, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've, I, I've said this to exactly, my, yes. my kids before where it's like, look, when you go out and act a certain way, Uh, that doesn't just reflect if you if you are behaving poorly let's say that doesn't just reflect poorly on you right Mm -hmm. because like you're a travis yeah you know that reflects poorly on on us because uh you're you're part of something bigger than just yourself yeah you know and uh i mean i guess i think it's the same thing here and so uh, so here's something else that this makes me think of and this might be another rabbit hole we can't can't go down but and so, like, again, this idea, when when you said if somebody wants to change their name, you, you would want, question the motivations. I was talking to somebody about this today. You know, this trend we're seeing of hyphenated last names. Mm-hmm. Or even, I've seen this a lot now, where men are taking women's last names. Yeah. You know? And so, I'm not saying that always and everywhere that, that that's unacceptable. I, I'll be honest. It would be a stretch for me to think of a, a situation where... It is, and maybe it's just come up. I'm old fashioned, but at the very least, like you said, patterns. The pattern has been this for so long, Uh, and now you're doing something different. I mean, you have to at least tolerate people asking questions mm -hmm. because it's just it's it's different, and so it's like, why? Why? Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. So naming. Should never be undertaken lightly
1: mm-hmm.
0: naming should not should not simply take sh- naming should should have something more to do with something outside of yourself something something older than than you are something that that's i mean if if naming is this incredibly ancient thing that goes all the way back to the creation. It should just be done with
1: care, intent. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and and there, you know, there's 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 intent, and then there's intent, but if we are a part of God's family, mm-hmm. it means that. Well, I- Isaiah says it says it really well. Um, could you read Isaiah <clears> twenty <throat> six, um, one through? 9,
1: Isaiah 26, 1 through 9. Isaiah 26, 1 through 9 says, In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong strong city. God makes salvation, its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to to the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. Is it through 9? Yeah. The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord. Walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. When your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. So what strikes you about
0: that in the context of n- naming and being named?
1: Um... Yeah. I feel like I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to guess guess what you're getting at.
0: <laughs> well, I mean there there's something that I'm thinking, but that doesn't mean that there's the only that that's the only thing to be thought.
1: Mhm. I don't know. I mean it
0: does mention name in verse 8 for example, but that's that's not the only that's not the only thing here. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, fair fair enough. Well, in verse 8 where it says, Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Think about how impatient people are these days.
1: Yeah. A lot? Very, very, very much so. A lot impatient. Very much impatient. We wait for you.
0: Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I've said it before. I'll say it again. You put first thing second, you get... Neither. Neither. So when it comes to naming and being named, there's one name that matters. You know, our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Mm -hmm. But he made himself nothing, and uh, taking on the the form of a man, being found in appearance as a man, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, Mm -hmm. and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to naming and being named, we need, we need to keep that in mind. I mean, Christians need to keep that in mind, because names names matter. Uh, or th- This is, of course, not as important as the Scriptures, but Wendell Berry says that the... Uh, the world is babbled to pieces after the divorce of things from their names. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, without going into a lot of detail, we 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 both recognize, and and a lot of other people recognize that 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 our our society, like Western civilization and culture, is in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And. Naming and renaming and defining and redefining is at the core of the strife. Mm -hmm. So we need to, as Christians, know what names mean. And I I don't just mean like personal names like Byron and Justin. But we need to think about like what things really are. Yeah. Yeah according to what God says. Mm -hmm. Like instead of trying to define things for ourselves or like discover, instead of me trying to discover my truth, Mm -hmm. like this might sound extreme, but I don't know if I can have that mindset and be a Christian. Yeah. Because being a Christian doesn't have anything to do with trying to discover personal truth. Mm -hmm. It's about discovering and then submitting to what God says. Yeah. Yeah. He's the namer. Mm-hmm. He's the shepherd. He's yeah. the authority. And like, I'm called by his name. Yeah. So, like, is that good with me or not? Or do I want to try to, I don't know, <laughs> be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine? Mm-hmm. Do, I, do I want to learn from the Lord through his word and by his spirit? what what he says like how he defines anything i mean what is good what is bad what is pr- what is beneficial what is what is unbeneficial or do i want to gather for myself teachers who tell me what my itching ears want to hear yeah so i guess like that's really what i'm getting to with this whole theme of of naming is that if we don't look to the Lord as the giver of definition and distinction and purpose meaning and authority well we are going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and I mean we'll say one thing on Monday and then say something else the next Monday or you know all of the things that we see going on around us that are so concerning we're going to be right there too yeah but it doesn't have to be that way
1: i you know i think we we've talked a lot about words and and uh we haven't mentioned this term lately but the idea of linguistic theft and so i guess to your point like it's very much become the the trend to Change the definitions of words, you know, some of the things that come mm-hmm. to mind is this, you know, the, you,
0: you deconstruct one meaning So that you can give it your own meaning that you've decided upon because you say so. Right And we've
1: seen that with like the definition of racism this word equity again uh, truth being subjective um, uh, You know, I, I mentioned like Alyssa Childer. She talks about how the the pastor that she was dealing with who was a deconstructionist, you know, when, when she asked him if he believed the Bible is inspired. You know, he had this whole separate definition of what inspired is. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I guess my point is, is like, we've talked about these concepts and these themes and we, we see, we see verbs being redefined. We see nouns being redefined, but we haven't really touched on that idea of the idea of like, we're, we're redefining proper nouns also Mm -hmm. because we're creating a world in which, uh, because we decide, because you decide it, 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 to be so. Justin Adams can no can can now mean something else. Right. Right. And so, I mean that's that's a dangerous place to live in. And so, I guess another example of this that we've talked about, when we read this passage passage before for Second Corinthians eleven, for someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or you receive a different a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted. You put up with it easily enough, talking to the Corinthians. Uh, Again, some other proper nouns we need to be wary of when people start to rename them. When people start to call something that isn't Jesus, Jesus, or... Oh, yeah, I saw a prominent example of that recently. The gospel, something that isn't the gospel. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's deconstruction, that's the destroyer, that's Satan, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess this is my final thought. It's uh, in Isaiah 47. This is talking about uh Babylon and of course Babylon is uh personified as a uh, woman of ill repute, which is pretty typical in in the scriptures. Uh let's see. Uh I'm going to read 7 through well, like 7 and 8. <clears throat> maybe on down through nine, but not this whole thing. You said, I will continue forever, the eternal queen, but you did not consider these things or reflect on what might happen. Now then, listen, you wanton creature, lounging in your security and saying to yourself, I am and there is none besides me. I will never be a widow or suffer suffer the loss of children. Both of these will overtake you in a moment on a single day. Loss of children and widowhood. They will come upon you in full measure in spite of your many sorceries and all your potent spells. Hmm. So what, what Babylon says to herself, I am and there is none besides me, like that's the name of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would submit to you and I guess to anyone listening that... There are two postures that we can assume, or there are two declarations that, that, that we can possibly make. We can either say, I am, and there is none besides me. In other words, I am the definer. Mm-hmm. I am the determiner. The author. I am the author of myself. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <clears throat> I determine my truth, and I live it out as I see fit because I say so. Or I can say to the creator of the universe, you are, and there is none besides you. Mm -hmm. You are the namer. Mm -hmm. You are the definer. You are, and I am not. Not my will, but yours be done. Mm. So, that's that's what I've got. You got any final thoughts? No, that's good. Okay.
1: Let's do that one.
0: Okay. Well, I think it's customary for you to pray us out.
1: All right. Our heavenly father, we thank you for this time that we've had to, to come together and learn more about your word. And God, I pray that we will just consider, consider things more deeply things that we, we just tend to take for granted. Something as simple as a name to consider its meaning consider the the meaning of the concept and to consider uh, that you know these things are derived from you God that you uh, established this pattern that you you were the one to originally differentiate things and that, that has purpose and that gives gives us gives uh, gives your creation mission God we pray that you to always always remember that uh of the many names that we represent christ is one of them that that we try to be more and more like him and to uh live it out to 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 be christians in word and in deed. we thank you for jesus we thank you for his sacrifice and uh um we just thank you for uh his life his death his resurrection every aspect of him it's in his name that we pray amen amen That was by by happenstance, yeah. though
0: I actually need to take that it's it's somebody it's kind of weird, that okay. this person's calling me.
1: I guess I'll just sit here and keep the audience entertained. Hey, here I am. What should I do? Shall I sing a song? uh Jesus rose of Sharon. Oh man, that sounds really good. Bloom within my heart. Oh, my vibrato is terrible. Maybe I'll tell a joke. Let's see. Um, I don't know any jokes. This is going to make a lot of work for me in post-production.